Good back, everybody. We are on 29B at the bottom of the page. Uh, today's Dafim, we're making up, are Daf Lamed and Daf Lamed Aleph. We'll begin with Chatesim and Beis as a start of Daf Lamed. Okay. Amar B'yaykanon. Chatsachatsi We're talking about where the guy began, he has a whole field. He cut half the field. And when he finished cutting half the field, he had in mind to leave the other half for payah. So he was going to just cut half, and that's it. And he changes his mind. As often happens with human beings. The Now he goes ahead, and right, we're talking about the remaining half, and he cuts that half. So now we're, we're up to three quarters. Now, when he started cutting that, that that third quarter, he had no right to do that. He was he, he was violating because as soon as he decided after cutting half the field that the other half was going to be payah, the whole half became payah, and it was also for him to cut that for himself. So he's violating as soon as he starts cutting the chatsi chatsia. Okay? So that's the case. That's the, have, that's the way they explain gonna, it here. That he was going to sell it. It says here. This is Myra Fulda, C. Rosh Cirillo. He says when he stops here, uh, it is an indication that he is leaving the rest of the field as payoff. That's what he brings here from Myra Fulda. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, what, do you, what, what do you have? He brings from the... From the Who's um, he? The, I don't know, the... The Mepharish, the Mepharish, yeah. The, the footnote says, Mepharish Sugi al-Qiyam Aram Chaviv. Ayat Pnei Moshe, Rav Shulam Aram Chaviv. He says that he was going to sell it. Okay. It's, it's, a, totally it's a totally different... So we're going to see there's a lot of different Mepharish from here. There are textual variants here. I can't... There's too much to do tonight for me to cover all the variants. So let's try this Mahalach first. Right. Although this is going to be... That's a portion to understand exactly why he says what he says. Wait, so what, what Kenyan what Kenyan does the 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 if you go ahead and you start cutting it out, you can't just change your mind. Once you decide this is payer, that's it. Done. Okay, so now Now he cut the third quarter. Then, while he's cutting the third quarter, it's a little bit, you know, hazard that he is, that he decides, I'm going I'm to cut the whole thing down already. Once I'm cutting it, I'm taking from the neem. Let's go all the way. And he goes ahead. That's the way they learn the Pshat. It's a funny Russian, but basically, he doesn't finish cutting the whole thing down until he decides he's going to cut the whole thing down. Now, there's one halacha you have to know here in order to understand the explanation that we're going to... Every time he stops, the halacha changes. <laughs> because yeah. that hesitation creates the Mahalach Shabbos. The hesitation creates a new reality. That's correct. Um, and that's exactly when he, when he starts cutting the third quarter, 
does he realize he's stealing from the Aniyam at that point? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And in fact, he quotes a Gemara on 24a. Now, now the way we're going to say it over again, because I don't know if we learned it correctly at the time that we learned it. I think I may have said it wrong at the time, but just to remind you what, what it does say on 24a, if someone <clears throat> starts to cut down the comma, which was assigned to the Aniyam, as soon as he cuts the first stalk, immediately everything goes to the to the, to the in other words, it's it switches. It's no longer the comma, it all goes to the omrim. In other words, you have a chiv to give all of the stuff that you are gonna give to the anim from your sheaves, from the stuff you've already cut. This is what he quotes over here. As taught in the Gemara above, this act of harvesting invalidates the pay designation that was made on the standing crop and causes the pay obligation to revert to the detached crop. So this is a very important rule. I go ahead and violate the pay that I had designated for comma. As soon as I started cutting that, that whole area that was comma now, forget about it. Now I have to be mafresh. From, from the from the from the omen, from from that which was cut already, okay. Did you did you get the what's still standing, or does that also go to the enemy? No, it it, it, it uh, you know I'm 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 just gonna say this. You have a right. I, I think you have a right to go ahead and and, and make it uh, you know make the tashlumen to the enemy in any way you see fit. But I not I didn't look into that. I don't want to say it for sure. He 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 seems to indicate that it switches. Okay. Now, um, so now let, let's let's so what we're what we're basically going to say here. Now we're on 30A1. We're down Daf Lama now. We're going to say we're going to say the halacha is like this. Now, okay. Before I begin to even read the pesach, just want to mention one, two, and three, which is in the footnote and footnote one on 30A1. There's one, the first half, which was harvested before he stopped. There's two, the third quarter, which he had in mind to harvest when he resumed reaping. And then there's three, the fourth quarter, which he decided to harvest only after he resumed reaping the third quarter. So now we're going to take a look at the, so we have three sections, A, B, and C, right? So it says, You can take from the first half, on the middle ones. In other words, of course, we're talking when I say you can take on the first half now, it makes sense because since the din is that it's no longer a coma, so we're talking about the stuff that you cut. So you can take from the stuff you cut in the first half on the M on this on the middle third quarter that he started cutting, no problem. And vice versa, I mean, I'm to you can do back and forth. The Harishan but you can't take from the first one on the last quarter. Because the reason behind this is, this is this is a whole footnote three goes through this whole long complex uh, explanation. The English side changes the girsa. The Hebrew is in the Hebrew. So Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, so in footnote three explains why is this? Because the middle crop can combine with either the first or the last section. The first and last sections cannot combine. The reason for this ruling is as follows: second column, bottom of the, bottom of the page. <clears throat> the pay obligation of the first half reverted to the attached crop as soon as the second half began, right? So as soon as he did quarter number three, then at that moment, the field goes to the omer, right? Now, the pay obligation of the second reverted to the detached crop only when the harvest of the second half ended. So between the beginning and the end of the second harvest, these two obligations were separated. The pay obligation of the first half resided in the harvested crop. Pay of the obligation of the second half resided in the standing crop. So therefore, even when the pay obligation of the second half later reversed to the detached crop, the two pay obligations remain separate from each other as if they are from two fields. Okay? So the two obligations over the two pay obligations overlap with regard to the beginning of the harvest of the second half, for since the obligation of the first half reverted only after the harvest, the second half began, the beginning of the second half never became separated from the first half. On the contrary, even before the second half was fully harvested, pay could be taken from the beginning of the second half for the first half, since the beginning of the second half was detached at the time of the reversion. So in other words, in, in, in putting it into simple terms, as soon as you began cutting the second half, <clears throat> the second, I should say, the quarter, that's quarter number three, right? The third quarter, so that, that, that comma, as soon as you cut that first stalk, so right then and there, it's kazul omrim. It, it becomes that you could take from the first half on the comma of the, of the third quarter. So they're connected at that point. But at that point, you did not have in mind to cut the, the fourth quarter. So there's no connection between the first group and the fourth group at that point. Okay? Fine. On the other hand, the beginning of the second half never became separated from the rest of the second half either. Because at that point, it was still part of the comma of the rest of the field. So therefore, in other words, he had a mind to leave the whole thing comma. He started cutting a little bit of it. But the rest of it could still be good, good comma. That's basically what it's saying. Okay. That's, I mean, uh, that's as best as I can do for now. Okay, let's move on. Another ruling. There's a whole different way to learn the Gemara, but we're not going to have time tonight. Amr Bishu Malevi. If he had one field, so half of the produce had had grown a third, half of the produce did not attain a third, and he started harvesting the first half of the field. Okay, let's see again. We have, did I, did I skip anything? Half of it grew a third. Remember, a third is the shear of payah. If it hasn't grown a third, it's not chayv and payah. If it grows more than a third, it's chayv and payah. So then, so half of the field grew a third, half of the field did not grow a third. Now he starts cutting the half that grew a third. He didn't finish harvesting half of that half, meaning he'd only gotten through a quarter of the field. And at that point, what happened to the rest of the half, to the remaining half? It had grown by that point a third. So it had grown beyond that year. 
So here again, it's a very similar kind of halacha. He can take from the first uh, stuff that he started cutting on the on on the um, the second quarter. You could go from that middle ones to the first ones. But you can't take from the first one on the last one because there's no connection. Because by the time that one became Chayef and Peya, the first one you had already, you'd already cut. You had already uh, started that cutting. Okay? That's basically the same kind of halacha. And this is so in footnote 9, we'll, we'll do again, just read it inside a little bit, at the bottom of the page of the first left-hand side column, reason for this ruling. So we mentioned the produce is third is exempt from payout. Therefore, when the farmer started harvesting the field, he became obligated to pay for only the first half of the field, since the produce of the first second half did not reach yet the level of growth. So starting the harvest triggers the pay obligation for the entire field. However, it cannot trigger an obligation for produce that is part of from payout. So he, when he started harvesting, he couldn't start... With a, it, it couldn't have a connection to the second half of the field, it hadn't grown a third yet. When he started harvesting the second quarter, right? So he's he he did one quarter. The second half was totally not high from payout. He started the second quarter, then it reached a third. He did become obligated for the second half, right? However, this new pay obligation, for the second quarter, did not include the crop of the first quarter. Because it had already been detached from the field. So the first quarter and the second half, they are separate pay obligations. They do not include each other, obviously, because this, the second half wasn't even obligated when the first quarter was cut. The obligation of the first quarter includes the second quarter, but not the second half. Right? Similarly, the obligation. So the second quarter is connected both to the first quarter and the second half. That's correct. Because but the first quarter is only to the second quarter. Only to the second quarter. Correct. Okay. You got it exactly right. So similarly, the obligation of the second half includes the second quarter, but not the first quarter, because this obligation came to existence mm-hmm. with only, the har- only with the, the harvesting quarter. of the second quarter. Yeah. So you can't... Con- right, so that's basically this. So it's basically very simple now why, why, why he passes what he does. It's a continuation of much the same type of, of thinking that we said before. Okay, let's go on to the next halacha. Okay, here is a major mock like this. He's showing him three ways to learn this Mishnah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's give it a shot and see what happens. This this is the Mishnah, which I mentioned to you, overturned a lot of the Yasodas that we've grown up to become fond of. And all of a sudden, this Mishnah, a new vista. <laughs> What the Ondaf Lamed and Halacha Hey. So it says like this. You're selling young fruit trees within your field. So the idea here is that I have these young, young fruit trees. Let's assume there's fruit on these young trees. And my intention is I want to sell them. Everyone gets sold. I'm not interested in keeping any of them, right? Now, if you're a buyer, you come and you come to say, okay, I want to buy this tree. Fine, sold. Now, before I, I take the tree out of the ground, I want to take the fruit off the tree because, you know, that's going to get, it'll get ruined if I, if I try to uproot the tree while the fruit's on the, on the tree. So I'm going to take the fruit off the tree first. So rule is I have to give, now let's suppose, let's not make it that you bought one tree. You bought 10 trees, okay? 
rule is you have to give payah from each individual tree. Even though you have several trees growing within one field, you have there's no connection between each right, tree because land. you don't own the land. Not only do you not own the land, you don't even have a sklusyaniga from the land. And therefore, each and every tree is an individual thief. That's what that's the way some people learn the score. So how do you um how do you realistically take payoff from a tree? Do you leave one side or do you pick it and then say the payoff is after you pick it? Right, so that's a good question. In this case, because I mean normally we leave it for Aniam, in this case since you're gonna you're uproot you're gonna away. be taking the tree away, we will allow you to take all all of it off and you'll give one sixtieth of whatever you pick. You put it in your pay a basket. You know, like you have a, a miser account in the bank, you'll have a pay a basket. <laughs> It'll be that right. So one sixtieth if you're a cheapo, or maybe you'll put a whole apple there if you're a regular guy. And uh, if it, I mean, it's, it's talking about a young tree. I, I highly doubt there's 60 apples on a young tree, but whatever it is. Do you have to do that as a chesed? Because how are they only going to pick it off this tree? How are they going to get up there? Well, we haven't learned about the div- div- divvying out yet. There's going to be Mishnahis later on. They're going to talk about divvying out. The rule is, if something is very ta- high, it requires a ladder. We will, uh, in those cases, we do actually have the ball bias climbing up. In those cases, we don't want the of getting hurt. But that's gonna that's gonna come later. We're gonna we're gonna see those halachas later on the Masakta. Okay. So let's try to stay focused over here. So no same payment yachad. You give you give uh the buyer is gonna give payer payer from each and every tree individually. Umar of Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda says a Masai, he's not arguing on Tanakam. Whenever Rabbi Yehuda says a Masai, Linvalakwalkarish, right? Bizman Shaloshir Kokbal Hasad. This is only true if the Bahasada did not leave any trees over for himself personally. But if Imshir Bahasada, if he left over even one tree for himself, then no same pay Allah call, he has to give pay for everything. Why is that? That's going to be the question. The big question is we had a halacha earlier, as you remember, it says if a person goes ahead and has half a field as his, and he sells the other half to a lokeach. The lokeach has to be mafresh peya alakol. That was a mafresh Allah. That why? Because the, the lokeach understands he has when he buys. So right? are trees and grain different? So are trees and grain different? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, the 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 the, the, the answer the answer here is the land connected. That's the difference. The difference is that the land in this case, other I should say it a little differently. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me let me not say it balpe because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Um, yeah, he actually doesn't bring it here. He brings the terrets. Reb Chaim asked the question in the, in, 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 in the Sefer Darhamuna. He brings the answer, Reb Chaim, over here. In the brackets in, foot, in footnote 14, he says, this is assuming, of course, that he left for himself at least one tree in the field from which to give payer for the other fields. He says, it's different over there because in the case of the Mechira, you will mecher everything to the Lekech. Here you will mechire something for yourself. And therefore, it becomes his obligation. That's his answer. Um, we're going to see more in the Gemara. Now, I just want to tell you Rashi's shot because Rashi in Bavli is such a yesod of all our explanations of, you know, of Shas. I feel it's necessary to give COVID to Rashi to explain how he understands this Mishnah. 
completely different than what we just said. Rashi learns, and this is going to be a huge finish. Rashi learns we're not talking about trees that that you know that you, you set up to, to be sold. We're talking about you have a, a grain field, and then there are let's call them wild seeds, wherever they call them, that, that start sprouting up in the middle of your wheat field, which you're totally not interested in. You did not plant those trees. They got planted by by the wind, you know, by by the blackbirds who dropped seedlings into your into your into your dirt. What's the difference how they got there? But that's the case, right? You and you, what what do you plan on doing? You plan on uprooting all those and selling them. Now, what we have here is a special rule, it's an exception to all rules, which is that if you, the owner, start taking paya from your grain and you own you own one of the saplings that you're not going to give, that you're not selling. That's what it means. Shira Asma, he left over one sampling. Since once you take paya from your grain, it's moitzi the paya chiyof for all the trees. Even though we've set up until this point that you can't take from one min on another min, you can't take from grain on trees. Normally, you can't be moitzi two minim, right? Even if you do tregoras within two, two, one min, you can't. Over here, Rashi says, special example. Number one, you didn't plant them. Number two, you don't want them. And, and, and this, is, this, is, um, this is unbelievable. How does the pshat work in the Mishnah? So, so just to read it in here like this. Kilchei Elon means sprouts. That means the trees sprouted on their own. It's in the middle. Tosadehu means in the middle of your grain field. The Mishnah says the pay, the buyer must take payer for each tree separately because each tree, between each tree, there is another crop growing, there's grain. And therefore, the grain constitutes a hefsek between the trees. Then it continues with a Yehuda statement that if he left over one tree for himself, he gives one portion of payer for all the trees. Rashi comments, he leaves over a portion of grain in the field and he discharges the payer obligation of all the trees Tosafos Rosh explains further. Although ordinarily a field contains two different species, you can't give one or the other. But nonetheless, this case is an exception. Each species is considered a separate and distinct field. In this case, the trees are considered subordinate to the grain. They're like puffle to the grain and do not constitute a separate field. For, the, for in this case, the land was planted as a grain field. The trees sprouted on their own. The owner sold them with the intent that the buyer uproot the trees with their fruit. So pay it could be taken from the grain for the trees in this particular case. It's unbelievable. This is like a Hiddish nifla. But that's the way Rashi and Holin apparently on Dav Kuf Lam and Ches explains this Mishnah. So we have two Pshatim. There's a third Pshat, the Ramam Pshat. I, 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 you know, we can go on and on here. Take a look at the Ramam. It's very interesting. Anyway. So let's let's it's going to get more complicated now. Adkedon. Now let's try to learn the Gemara. We're at the last line of Daflam and Aleph. Adkedon. Thus far, now we're explaining in, in this statement of the Gemara. We're explaining Rabbi Yehuda. Okay. Adkedon kishehis kolitzar. That's when the seller began to harvest the fruit before the sale. Again, Rabbi Yehuda said. Let's remind ourselves what Rabbi Yehuda say. Rabbi Yehuda said that if the Amosai, that one is this true, 
that that the lokeah has to give all the peah, shaloshir ha-balvayas la'atzmai. That's when the balvayas didn't leave anything over for himself. That's when the lokeah takes. But if he was Meshire, then the balvayas takes on everybody. So the Gemara says, maybe Rabbi Huda's talking about where the balvayas started to do Ketzirah before he did the sale. So there's already a fee of pay on, on the, on the, on the balvayas. Now we're on Ahmed base, 30B. Okay? But maybe it applies even if he didn't begin to cut. That's it's like the Gemara's Masupik. What does Rebuhuda hold? The Gemara says, let's take a look at this halacha. At this, it's 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 a it's a statement that Rabbi Yechavan made about a halacha by Rashis Hagez, and he compared Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah to that halacha in Rashis Hagez, and from that comparison, we're going to try to, ex, to extract what the answer is to this question. Again, the question is, did Rabbi Yehuda, did Rabbi Yehuda say his halacha only when the Baal Bayis started to do the Ketzirah, or even if he hadn't started the Ketzirah? So let's take a look at this halacha. Remember, Reishas HaGez, the rule is, if you cut a certain amount of fleece, you have to give the Reishas HaGez to the Kohen. But remember, there's one big difference here between Peah and Reishas HaGez. No no, 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 that's, no, 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 that's not, that's not, that's not the main reason. I want to, I want to point out one difference in the way it works, the mechanics of it. The mechanics is by payah, as soon as you start your sira, you have a chiv to give payah on this field. Not which payah, you could designate which payah is later, but your chiv to give payah on the field begins mishas ketzira. Reishas hagez, there's no chiv whatsoever on the rest of your flock until you actually shear the wool off the flock. If I shear one lamb, there's no heave on the rest of the, of, the, of, of the wool that's still attached to the other lambs. It, it's not, it's, it, the mechanics of it is, it's only after I finish the shearing, the, uh, the stuff that I have sheared becomes, I have hive to give a chalik, the ratios, to the kohen. Okay, that's, a, it's important to know that. So, let's suppose I bought fleece from you. Prior to the shearing. Okay, three, what's he doing? The mission discusses, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's bu- he's buying the shares before. So if the seller leaves over some of the fleece for himself, then the moicher has to give the rations, I guess. Then but he's he sold all the fleece, right? All the shearings. Then the lokeach is chayev to... Give the whole Rashis Hagaz Chiyav. So, Rabbi Yirmiyah B'Shem Rabbi Yachinon, so Rabbi Yirmiyah quoted Rabbi Yachinon, who explained to Rabbi Yehudahi, this is exactly a, a match to Rabbi Yehudah of our Mishnah. Our Rabbi Yehudah of our Mishnah said, if you left over a, 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 a tree for yourself, one of the Kolcha'ilam for yourself, so then the Meicher is, is Mafresh Peah for everybody. Here too, by the, by the Rashis Hagaz. If I leave over some of the fleece for myself, I have to give the rations, I guess. It's exact comparison, right? Makes sense? So now the Gemara is going to make a, a, a reverse logic here. Pay close attention, because you could learn this two different ways. Shan yoyhi tamon. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? <clears throat> is there a difference? This is like a, 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 a how do you call it, a question that, you, you, that you're... Rhetorical. Rhetorical, thank you. It's a rhetorical question. Shanyahitamon, Bain Shahiskal Exos, Bain Shalohiskal Exos. 
is there a difference between where he began to, to cut it and where he did not begin to cut it? Certainly not, is what they added in the English. Certainly not. There is no difference, like I just explained to you. There, there is no difference whether I began to cut or didn't begin to cut. Whatever I haven't cut is not high and racious, I guess. It's only after I've cut everything. So, the... It's the part of the it's the beginning of the, the whole fleece of five animals. So you have to cut a certain amount first, and then it becomes hive, and then the beginning of, of that. You give the how much you have to give, I don't know exactly. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the, I didn't look up the halakas. The So to over here in the case of our Gemara. Since, since review, in other words, since Rabbi compared the two cases, so therefore it shouldn't make a difference in whether you started to cut or whether you didn't start to cut. You follow this, what he's doing over here? He, since Rabbi compared the two halakas together, and we know there's no difference between starting to cut the, the ratios, I guess, or whether you didn't start to cut the ratios, I guess, that the Chiyav is going to end up being the same only after you, you end up cutting the ratios, I guess, as there are Chiyav. So therefore, since you're comparing them, it must be Rabbi Yechonon held. There's no difference between Rabbi Yehuda Shita whether you began to cut or you didn't begin to cut. That's the Gemara saying over here. So now, if that's the case, so now we have to understand. So my time is Rabbi Yehuda. So why is it that the, the, the Balvais is going to give Mishum Duchaimas Katzer Bakama? Is it because the beginning of of the Chiyuv to give Peya is in what is standing? And therefore, since when you sold the crop to other people, that will be like that will be like that's the the Gemara is making a comparison here that what I sold to the other people is like that's the cut part, and the part I was mashiach for myself is the coma part. Is that the reason? Or is it like Chayshim uh, Mishmar Halacha that when I sold this to the Lokeach? I meant to exclude the obligation to be mafresh the payer. That's the question. So So let's derive, and we're going to see an afternoon between these two, the two reasons in a second. We're going to see a difference from, from this raya. Let's take a look at this halacha we just quoted. If you buy the fleece, if the meicher leaves over for himself, so Hamaikha Khaya, the Micah's Khayev to give the race that give for all the fleece. Then Lav, if you didn't leave anything over, Halakhaya. Could you say by Rashis Agaz that it's the harvested portion in the standing portion that remains at the end? No, of course not. The, the reason the seller gives it to the buyer is because it must be. It must be that when I sold the fleece to the to the mob to the lokeach, I meant to exclude the the chov to be mafresh rishas. I guess. So therefore, here too, that must be the pshat. Basically, the gemara is just again extending Rabbi Yechonon's comparison, since he does compare the two halachas. Therefore, it must be that this is a choshe mishpat halach. Okay, enough for when, now. When does the thief, when does the thief to give pay on a tree start? <clears throat> when you start to pick the right, fruit, but, fruit so off the tree. So in our case, he sold the trees to the guy before he ever did that. That's true. 
But when I sold it to him, it was with an understanding that when you do eventually pick off your fruit, that you will not be obligated to give um, payah. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. Okay? Hi, Joey. <laughs> so what's the difference between these two reasons, between whether it's because of or whether it's because of a tenai in the Mephirah? So the Gemara gives two nafkaminas. Let's suppose that the buyer went ahead and was mafresh payah, even though he didn't have to. Again, we just said that the mocher is mafresh to pay for everybody. But let's suppose that the lokach decided he was going to be mafresh to pay himself. So in Tamar, if you're going to say that the chayva is what remains at the end, hifrish hifrish, then what he separated is separated, and the buyer doesn't receives no reimbursement for it because he did it on his own accord; he didn't have to. So in the 17 it says, although originally the seller was obligated to give the pay for the buyer's crop, now he's absolved from that obligation because the buyer gave the pay for it. The seller, nevertheless, needs not need not reimburse the buyer, for the buyer acted on his own and it caused his own loss. See you the Okay, that's that's the first side. But in Tamar Mishum Kumakum But if it's be, if it's because I was Makartim, understanding that it does not include your Chova, so then it'll be different. He'll be reimbursed if the Lokach does it. Another difference is Nisraf Kalkoshamokar. Let's suppose the mokar has a, a, a fire. In Tamar, we should have the become If it's because it's in the standing part, nesraf, nesraf, what's, born is, what's burned is burned, and the buyer must separate the payah and bear the cost because the mokar can't be mafresh anything for him. But in Tamar, we should have it's because he was, taught, he was sold a bill of goods not to have to, to be mafresh payah. And now he had to take pay himself because the mokar couldn't do it for him because his stuff was burnt. And then the rule is what? He does get to be reimbursed. So the more gives two nafka means. And with this, we finish.